0: Yeah. So, as Keith has <clears throat> introduced, we're we're in this series called um, "Listening to the Father" and "Hearing from the Father," and um, we all kind of bring our own baggage to to the Father. Um, sometimes um, we bring baggage of of just like of disappointment or of loss or a broken uh, connection. Two weeks ago, uh, Shannon was up here and he taught, and he had us all bring an object from home that represented. Um, our relationship with our father, and so if you weren 't here, maybe maybe take a second and just like think about like what if you were to pick an object like what what would that object be, and what would that represent and um, and he had us stand up and share with one another what what those objects meant to us um, and how that that communicated our relationship with our earthly fathers here and so I got to uh, talk to Michael Leeson here, and uh, his answer was the phone he 's like this this is my 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 uh, my object that represents my dad, and he's like, and what it means is that is that I have to pick up the phone first, and call my dad. Like my dad doesn't call me, but but I have to call him. Um, and sometimes it's for like a minute or two minutes, but like I'm the one that has to call him, all the time, and um, and have him speak. And so there's there's like a little bit of a brokenness there. And he said he's like, you know what? He's like, it's actually affected my relationship with God because. I think I think of God in the same way. I think of like some like I've got to pick up the phone first to call to call God. You know, like God's God's checked out and and you know and maybe He doesn't want to answer when I call. And so um, this is this is complicated. It's a complicated subject because we all have unique and complicated relationships with our dads. And then you know and then Keith's like I adore my dad. My dad was amazing. He was awesome. I also had a really I also have like an incredible positive relationship and experience with my dad that, that is full of love and full of grace and, and full of mercy. Um, but at the same time, in my childhood, I was given a picture of a God who was angry, um, who didn't want to be near. And so even though my dad showed me like what fatherhood looked like, and what being a good father was, and showed me more of, like, who God was. Like, the picture that I was given around God didn't match my father. My dad was actually a better choice than God, right? And sometimes we're like, God's actually a better choice than my dad. Or, like, we have all these mixed-up views of who the father is. And so what we've been doing in this series is we've been praying, and my prayer is, God, heal us. God, heal us where we need to be healed. Heal our earthly relationships with our dads. If they're still around, like bring healing, miraculous healing in those places that need to be healed. Bring healing in my heart where my view of who you are, God, has been twisted because of my earthly father, because of the the pictures and the things that I've been told about you that are not true. And so as we've been going through this series, we've been kind of asking the question like, what is my heart? What is the state of my heart? What, What do I bring? What is the brokenness of my heart as we enter into this conversation about the father? And, and just to be, able to be honest with each other around that and to be vulnerable with one another and share that. And then the second one is like, what's the Father's true heart? Like, let's get to a place of truth. Like, let's identify what is true about the Father and allow the Father to speak into that. And then also, we've been asking the question of what does fatherhood look like? Because of who our Father is, what does it look like for the Father God to, to, to train us as his children and to raise us up into becoming like him and and so that's that's kind of the course that we've been going through and and we saw that God's hope for his people is to rescue and restore his people as Shannon has talked and and Michael opened the series and he was talking about just how God wants to give us a different way of living like he wants to give us different practices to live into um, because when the practices that we've been given into this world have been full of striving full of proving full of defending like all things that were kind of like, dad, look at me, dad. Like, we're trying to get the, God, the father's attention. And the father's like, you're my son. I, I, I have your attention. And I actually have, like, a, like, you don't have to do that. You can be free of that. And I want you to know that and live into that. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to explore um, the father heart of God um, in, the, in the book of John. And so if you look into the book of John you will find that the word Father is all over the place. It's all over the place. And what you also find in the book of John is that Jesus' heart is to show us who the Father is. In many ways, if you look at John, you could say the purpose of Jesus, from the perspective of the disciple of John, is that Jesus' purpose was to come and show us who the Father is and how we can be in relationship with the Father. And the answer to relationship with the Father is found in Jesus. And it's found in the ways and lifestyles of Jesus. And so we're going to do something a little bit different today. What we're going to do is we're going to pick out four different passages throughout the book of John. We're going to kind of get into some small groups around the church, and we're going to look at Scripture. We're going to look at who is the Father and who am I and what practices can we put into our lives That we might live into this week, so that we might know the Father better, so that we might experience the love and the peace and the truth of the Father better. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna model this for us. So, first, I wanna say, like, when we come together as a body and as a church, like, church isn't just about me standing up here and, like, giving you a lecture, okay? Church isn't also just about, like, singing some songs. Like church is about this room, and it's about the people in this room that says, "Hey, we're going to be in community together. We're going to be in community together this morning, and but we're also going to be in community together throughout the week, and we're going to go out and we're going to change the community of our city together. And so church is about this space. And what we find in First Corinthians is that there's this kind of expectation, and it says this. It says, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done to build each other up, all right? And so we want to live into this this morning by taking the Word of God, putting it in your hands, and allowing you guys to look at it and ask the question, what is God saying? And what is God showing us? And we're going to learn from each other this morning, from God's Word, about who the Father is, about who we are because of who the Father is and how we can live into that reality going into this week, okay? So that's what we're going to do this morning. And this morning, the questions are, are how do we learn about the Father's character? How do we learn about ourselves in the light of, who his, of what his character is? And how do we participate in those truths? So we're going to ask these questions around the, the different passages that we're going to look at throughout the book of John because the book of John is just constantly showing us the Father's character, the Father's heart, the Father's love, and how Jesus wants us to live into that together. So I want to start this morning by kind of just imitating to you guys, kind of explaining to you guys what, what this looks like, what you'll be doing. And so the first passage, so there's four passages. This is passage one out of three that we're going to review together. And so it looks like this. I want to read it to you. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And Without him was not anything that was made. In him was life, and in the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives lights to everyone And the word of God became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Son from the Father, who is full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him, and he cried out, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. From him, his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, Who's at the Father's side and he has made him known. So there's a lot going on there. There's a ton going on there. You could spend, we could spend weeks going through John 1, these first 18 verses, and kind of mining out the truth about who the Father is and who we are. But I made some quick observations that I want to lead you through. Okay. So the first one is that when we look at this passage, one of the first things that we see about our father is that our father's a creator. Our father likes to make stuff. Then what we see is that we can go back to Genesis chapter 1, and in the beginning, God created, and God created with his voice. God spoke, and it was so. And the reality is that God is still speaking today, and God is still creating today through his voice. That's why it's so important that we create space to hear from the Father, because the Father still wants to create something in us. He still wants to create things that are good. And he wants to transform us. And so our God's a creator. The second thing is is that this this father gives birth to sons and daughters. Interesting. I don't know any fathers giving birth, right? But this father does. This father gives birth, and he gives birth to sons and daughters. This father is full of grace and truth. Full of grace and full of truth. He's a father who gives grace upon grace. I love that. It's not just like, oh, he just gives grace. It's like, he gives graciously. He gives grace upon grace upon grace. And he's a father that makes himself known. He's not a father who's like just off in the distance. He's not a father who's just like checked out, watching TV somewhere in the universe, right? Don't bother me, kid. I'm busy now. He's not that. He gets down on the floor with us. He plays with us. He comes near to us and he makes himself no. So because that's who our Father is, I then want to ask the question, Is like, well, what is true about us? What's true about me? And the first one is that I'm created by the Father. It got really personal, right? You can read Psalm 139 and hear how intimately you are created by the hands of the Father. and How the Father spent time and care and thoughtfulness from before the beginning of the world, about you. And then we're born as a son and a daughter to him. We're not an orphan, we're not outcasts. but we're sons and daughters that Keith said meant to be in deep relationship with. And in that, I'm filled with grace and truth, just as my father is filled with grace and truth. And so And what's beautiful about that is that if I take that on as an identity of, of, of Father, I'm fill me with your grace and truth. And guess what the world also gets? A lot of grace and a lot of truth. And the world needs grace. Our coworkers need us. To live out in a way that is full of grace and truth, our kids need us to live in a way that is full of grace and truth. Our neighborhoods need us to live in a way that's filled with grace and truth. And in that, we've also received grace upon grace. I think about this in relationship to my son right now. Uh, we've we've done the potting trading thing like one time around, and like he's doing good, but like uh, going. Going number two, we'll say, like, is has been a little difficult, okay? And so, so difficult that we've got some mirror going on, and um, and it got, let's just say, it got lax this week, you know, um, and and so so there, you know he's in underwear, and so there's there's been some there's been some accidents, and um, and and so we've been having to clean and do more laundry than normal, um, but this yesterday, as I as I have him on the potty, and there's like, you know accident in his underwear he's like it's so it, he's like yeah there's there's some in there but like but it's okay right daddy and I'm like yeah it's okay buddy it's okay we're learning we're growing and daddy can watch this out and we'll get you a clean pair and it's gonna be okay right, like, and there's patience, and there's, like, there's grace upon grace upon grace, and, like, and, and anyone that's raised kids, like, knows this story, that you know this experience, like, it comes with the territory, and, like, you have two choices. You can get, like, mad at him, which, like, we're the one that gave him Miralax in the beginning with, right, like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> or are you going to have grace? And have grace upon grace, and I think in this situation, we're just like, well, yeah, grace, like, grace is what you get. The thing that we don't do is that we don't see ourselves as his children. and We don't see him as the father who just wants to grace upon grace upon grace. He wants to say, I see you, and we can clean that up, and we can make it new, and I'm going to grow you, and we're learning, and I'm walking with you, and I love you. That's what the Father's heart is. And we get to know the Father through Jesus. The Father just didn't give us a bunch of commands like he, he did in the Old Testament. He did. He revealed himself in that way, and it was good. And But he, the Father's like, I'm going to reveal myself in flesh and blood. I'm going to become like them. I'm going to live among them. I'm going to be with them. And so we get to know the Father through Jesus in that way. And so What I want us to see is our hearts. What are our hearts when we come into this conversation about the Father, especially around this passage? And I think my heart is, this is maybe a confession. I don't know where your heart is in this. You can fill out the blank however you want, but I think sometimes my heart is like, there won't be enough grace for me. There's just gonna be one too many times where I'm gonna cross the line. Father's gonna be like, that is it. I'm done. But what we see in God's word and the Father's heart for us is that I have grace upon grace for you to live in forever. And I want to fill you with grace and truth. And the fatherhood of God is come. Come walk in grace and truth. Come walk with me. So last week... Kenton talked about this kind of like this idea of slappe agape, which is just this idea of like, oh, God just loves you. God just loves you. He loves you in your mess. He loves you in your mess. And you're like, I'm just such a mess. I'm always going to be broken. And like, and we just stay there. And it is true that God loves us in our mess. But it's also true that as God gives grace upon grace upon grace, that he's also giving us truth to walk into. And he's gentle and he's kind, but he, he doesn't want us to stay where we are. As we get into the book of John, we're gonna find that he offers us freedom. He offers us new life, and he wants us to live into that. And so the fatherhood of God is like we're is moving in a, in a trajectory, right? Like the hope for my son isn't that like we would just have to continue to clean out his underwear all the time, right? Like that, like my hope is that like we'll like we'll grow and there's grace in all of the growing, but the, the hope is that someday like he'll be able to to do that for himself, and there'll be new life for him and me, right? (laughs) Right? So where we're broken, where we're hurting, where we've been um, just wounded, like, he doesn't want us to stay there. He wants to heal us. He wants to move us. And that is good, and that's the fatherhood of God walking in us. And through us. And so the practice, I think, because we need a practice, and the practice that I think we need to live into into the space is to take a moment in our day and visualize ourselves as a child who's receiving loving grace from the Father, who's also giving life-giving instructions. We need to create space. That's one of the things that Michael talked about the very first lesson in the sermon series was that we're just too busy. We got our phones, we got our TV, we got our internet, we got this, we got that, we got distractions, but we don't ever take the time to just stop and pause and be present to the Father. And so the practice this week is how about we we hit the pause button and we take some time to just hear from God and, and visualize and see ourselves as children with the Father who has enough grace for you. To know that the buzzer, like he didn't hit the buzzer. The buzzer doesn't exist, okay? If that's in your mind, whatever it is that you're bringing, whatever baggage that you've got, God's inviting you to set that down. And the space to set that down is to, to actually be with him, right? We can talk about him, we can, but unless we make space to actually experience him, I'm, I'm afraid that we're just left with a bunch of head knowledge, and that doesn't really transform us. And that's kind of the heart around worship night tonight is that we'd be able to come and, like, experience some of these things, that we carve out space to be able to encounter him and hear his voice. So what we're going to do for the rest of this time is we're going to break up into some small groups, and so what I want you to do is to kind of turn to your neighbors, get into groups of, like, um, five or six or seven, okay? You guys do that, and Keith and Karina are going to come around, and they've got some papers, and we've got three different passages that we're going to work through, okay? We're going to take about seven minutes, and the passages on the front... And there are three questions on the back. And those questions are, um, oops, those questions are, what do we learn about the Father's character from this passage? What do we learn about ourselves in light of God's character in this passage? And what practices can we put into? And then we're going to share out just kind of randomly, because there's going to be a couple different groups that have the same passages. And so I'm just going to call out to you, hey, whoever had this passage, like, what did you see? All right. And we're going to, document that up on the screen, and what we're going to have is at the end when we go take communion, you'll have a a printed out sheet that you can take home that has these observations and the practices that you can meditate on throughout your week, okay? So that's what we're going to do because I feel like God has something for us throughout the book of John that he wants to encounter the truth about who he is, all right? So ready, go. I want to thank you guys for participating in that too. Like I know it could be an introvert's worst nightmare right there, um so if that was you, thank you for enduring that. Stay together. You can stay together, you can yeah, I mean, you can reassemble, you can turn forward. I mean, you probably want to at least be able to see the front, uh, but you can you can stay kind of huddled together if you want. all right, so the first passage was john eight uh thirty one through thirty eight who had that one? Which groups had John eight? All right, so we got two groups that John 8, 31 through 38. This is what the passage says. It says, So Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are the offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. Bold new Egypt. Um, (laughs) How is it that you say that we will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if, I, so if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. I know that you are the offspring of Abraham, Yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak to you what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. All right. So this is the passage. What's God trying to show us about the Father here in this place? What is true about the Father from these two groups? So what did you guys see, kind of true things about the Father? We're looking for about four or five kind of key statements about what's true about the Father. So, didn't say we had a photo. no, uh, no, total, total. I mean, if you only get two, that's fine. But like, what what's true? Yeah, I'm just saying if you got to like ten, I'm only gonna I'm, we only got space for like four. <laughs> so, yeah. What are some of the things that you guys saw? Go ahead and just like speak them out. He sets us free. Yeah. God, Father, wants the best for us. Okay. So these are things about us. We are set free, wants the best. I guess that's true about the Father as well. What else do we see about the Father? Yeah, sets us free. Take those away. What else? He's our father. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. He's not just his father. Okay, our father. Yeah. yeah, not just not just Jesus' father. Yeah. What else do you see? Father, he's son. My daughter. Okay. What were you gonna say? Mm. We were slaves, but He frees us. Awesome. So, what's true about us, because of who the Father is there? What is true about us in our in our existence? What what's true about who we are? Yeah, Michael. Valued. Yeah. What else is true about us? Aren't slaves to sin yeah, we're set free from sin. We can put death in there too. Yeah, set free from sin and death. Yeah, absolutely. What else? We have power from heaven to be free. Oh, yeah, power to be free. Absolutely. Anything else? Anything else come to mind? Anything else you got on your list? How about we're meant to be with the father forever? Yeah. we meant to be in the house forever. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I think these are great values, great things that are true about us, that we're deeply valued, that we see. We see that we're set free from sin and death. I love the, the verse where it says, we are free, and we are free indeed. Like, we are free indeed. Like, God is offering us freedom through the Son. And I think that there's there's a bunch of stuff that trips us up, that we're like, we've got habits, and we've got hangups and we've got wounds, and we're like, are we ever going to be Free from this stuff. Is there is there really freedom? And God's saying, Yes, I want to come and bring freedom. Yes, I want to come and bring healing and restoration to you. What were some of the practices that you guys walked away with um, to like to live into this space? Like, what does it look like to to, to like walk these truths out? Did you guys get to that space? I'll keep a record of God speaking to you or milestones in your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what else? We can Okay. Mm. Yeah. One of the practices that, um, that kind of was thinking about through this was was just the practice of like confession, um, the practice of like, I want to be free from some stuff. like I've got some stuff that that are like hurts, hangups that are that are like in my heart. Like like one of the ways that God gives freedom um, is through like confessing that to the Father. And a lot of times that feels not safe, right? And when we think about our earthly fathers, we think of like, I'm gonna go telling myself to my dad like, well, he's it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. I know, I know that you know, he's going to yell, he's going to scream it, he's going to be disappointed, I'm going to hear it. It's just better not to confess, right? But that's not who our Father is. We have a Father who wants to set us free. We have a Father who wants the best for us. We, want a father, we have a Father who, who has the power to lead us and guide us. And so we have a Father that we can go, and it's safe to confess those things. It's safe to go and ask for forgiveness and know that it's already been done and ask for deliverance. I think these are, are some of the key practices that we have. And so this has being present with God, being present with others. And then once we've been set free, we can go and set other people free. We can say, hey, I know the guy that can set you free. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Let's bring that. Let's confess that to the Father who loves you and who cares about you. And let's, let's see him do a new thing in you, in this space right now. All right? So when I look at this, and I look run it through kind of like our hearts the father's heart and in his fatherhood what i see is that that i think a lot of times in my heart again this is me the fear that i walk around with is like i'm i'm a slave and so i'm going to be cast out someday again someday like god's patience for me is just going to end and he's going to give me the boot right and that like that there isn't this like security that we can count on that the father is just going to be like yep yeah i've been patient with you man but you're just not cutting it you know goodbye. And I, and I think that sometimes maybe that, that resonates in our own heart um, as well. I don't know, but what I see in the Father's heart is, is, come and be my child. Come and let me set you free. And what I see about the fatherhood of God is this invitation to say, hey, come and make yourself known to me. Know that you're safe. Know that you're protected. Know that you're going to be okay with me. So that's what I see in that space. Next one, John 14. Who had that one? Who had John 14? All right, two groups again. All right, so this is what it says. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I'll ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, but I'll come to you. Yet in a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see, because I live in you, and you will live forever. Uh, And also you will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and I will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These are the things that I have spoken to you while I am still with you. with the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all the things and bring you remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. All right, so what do we see from John 14? What's true about the Father in this space? What do we see is true? He's committed. He's a a comforter. Comforter. Mm. Yeah. What else do you got, Megan? Your group? Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else do we got? Anything else? Gives us gives us peace. Yeah. Gives us peace. Yeah, what we could also say is, like, he's a helper. He's also a helper. Like, he, he wants to help us out. Um, yeah, there's, there's so many times I want to help my son. He's like, no, I don't want to do it myself. Like, every day we do calendar with Benjamin, and we, like, point the date out to him, and, like, we read it out to him. He's like, now I want to do it by myself you know, and we're like, well, we're, we're trying to help you, buddy, and, and, you know, and sometimes he'll say it silly, sometimes he'll say it right, but, like, there, there's, sometimes there's this, there's something in us that, like, wants to reject the Father's help, right, but, like, but he wants, he wants to help us, so what's, what's true about us? What do we see because of who the Father is in these passages and what the Father wants to give us? What's, what's true about us? How can we live Mm. Mm. We are accepted and not rejected. Mm. And not rejected, yeah. Awesome. What are some of the practices that we can live into this week around these things? Yeah, not being afraid. So what do you do when you find yourself afraid? Like, what do we do? How do we just, like, not be afraid? Like, What do you think that looks like? Yeah. Yeah, it's sitting there trusting, bringing our fear to him and say, God, I'm afraid. I need your help in this space. That's bringing it to the Father, confessing, saying, God... God, help me, right? And he's bringing the helper to help us. What's some of the other practices? Patience, yeah. Um, Yeah, I also think of this idea of like being unhurried, like not in a hurry, you know? I feel like when we slow down is when we can receive help. Um, But when we're like, I gotta do it my way, I gotta do it now, we're like, we miss, we miss the gift that that is. Um, What's another practice? Um, Mm, Yeah. Accepting the Father's peace. I love that. I love that. Keith kind of gave us a practice this morning of like opening ourselves up and like kind of like releasing tension. And so there's places where we can go where we can pray where, like, if things are just getting really sideways at work or things are getting really sideways at home, like, sometimes what we need to do is we just need to, like, stop and just, like, like, release, breathe out, breathe in, give things to the Father. Create a rhythm within our day where we can surrender those things. Yeah. Yeah, listening to the Holy Spirit. Like hear what he has to say in the middle of that fear. See how he wants to give courage and peace in the middle of that fear? Not just like, God here, take it, but like, God here, how can I how can I live with this fear that exists? How do I live into that truth? I think that's great. Yeah. Because that's the heart of this whole thing is that we would create different rhythms so that we could hear from the Father. Um, and I think about it. If you think about the rhythms of your day, like what are the rhythms of your day leading to? Like, Are they leading to peace? Are they leading to patience? Are they leading to kindness? Are they leading you to a place where we can hear like, the truth of the Father? Or are they like reinforcing the lies that we believe about the Father? Are they reinforcing like, hurriedness and having to prove and having to strive what I find is that a lot of our patterns, our day-to-day habits, like don't create space for us to engage in these ways. And so if we're gonna create some type of change, like we've got to say, like, how are we gonna break into our daily habits? Because it's our daily habits that form us. It's our daily habits that like create kind of like our interior world and our exterior world. And so, like, here's an invitation from God this morning to say, like, how can we go into this week just a little bit different? So we've looked at two passages, we've got a couple different disciplines that we're nailing down. I want to look at one more passage um, and then we'll wrap up. And so this last, <laughs> oh yeah, and so what I see here um, in this one, my, yeah, in this one, just to look at our hearts, I think a lot of times is like, I think my heart is thinking that like, I'm going to be an orphan someday. But what we see here, and, and um, Joe read it this morning, um, is that, um, I will not leave you as orphans, in verse 18, and I will come to you. Um, and I love that. But I think sometimes in our own hearts, we're like, God's just going to leave us out to dry someday. Well, that's not true. The Father's heart is actually to be near us and to be in us. And what I see about the fatherhood of God in the middle of this passage is that he wants to help us. And so we need to open ourselves up to his help. And that's a question that we got to ask. Am I open to God helping me? Do I want his help? Am I open to allowing the Father grow me and teach me? That's something that's real in my own heart right now. It's like, do I want the Father's help? Do I want the Father's heart in this? Okay, last... Oh, that was the... Sorry, I got out of order, didn't I? No, I didn't. So, last last passage. Who had this one? John 14. Sorry, John 15. I wrote the wrong numbers. (laughs) John 15. Who had this one? These two groups right here? Okay. So it says, I am the vine, and my father is the fine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he who bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and it withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words, abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This, by this my Father is glorified, that you might bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so if I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy might be in you, and that your joy might be full. All right, so what did you guys see about the Father in this passage? What is true about the Father here in John 15, 1 through 11? Mm. Yeah, he's kind of that vine dresser he's taking care of, taking care of the vine. Absolutely. And, yeah, he's the source of life. That's where the fruit comes from. What else is happening? What else do we know about the Father? Hmm. He's active. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, he's not passively just, like, letting us grow every which way and every which way we desire. Like, he's he's pruning. He's, like, taking shape. He's, like, he's actively involved. He wants to be present in our lives. What else do we see that's true about the Father? He has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's active. He has a plan. Um, yeah, and he's he's working out that plan in us. Rebecca, this group. Hmm. Julie, did you have something? Okay. I just know If I saw a hand raised up. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I have here is, like, the, the Father's heart is, is full of love. Like, he's loving as he takes care and gives source of life. I also have that he's, um, that he's inviting us to come be with him. Like, he, he's constantly giving this invitation. Come be with me. Come be connected to me because I want to give you life. So, yeah, what do we see that's true about us because of who the Father is? Like, what is true in our identity because of who he is? Yeah. Cool. Cool. What else? We're We're clean. We're mm Yeah. What else you got? Do you have anything else from this group over here? Do you have anything else, Rebecca? Yeah, I would say one of the things that I have is that we're like we're tended, like and I think like we're cared for, you know, like like God is is carefully tending his vines, like, he goes out and he checks them daily, I feel like, like, you know, like, he knows that this thing brings life and he's he's out there tending them and, um, and he's not leaving us alone and so, alright, and then what are some of the practices that you guys have? What are some of the practices you guys came up with? So hmm. Yeah, to abide in him, yeah, finding rest in him. Kevin, your group? Uh, we, uh, we should be asking things of him, mm. uh, keeping his commandments, um, being joyful. Awesome. Yeah, one of the things that I thought of as a practice um, was just taking Sabbath, you know, taking times of Sabbath, taking times of rest. Like, um, I think to be able to abide requires us to rest, requires us to find rest in not our own ability to produce fruit, not our own ability to strive, but in God's ability to, like, work through us. And I think God invites us, Jesus invites us to, to rest with him, to rest with him, and it's in that rest that we find joy. It's in that rest that we can take time to be in his word and seek him. And so as we look at, kind of our heart in relationship to the Father, I think, think like, our heart in this passage that he's going to hurt us in his pruning. Like, none of us like pruning. But here it says that where there's a branch that's producing fruit, he's going to prune it. And my heart is like, God, but I really like the fruit that's being produced on that branch. Like, why are you going to cut away this thing that that seems to be really good? Um, But the Father's heart is to provide healing. It's to provide rest. And it's to provide good fruit in our lives. And the fatherhood of God is, is to prune these things away to provide new growth, to provide new opportunities, and for the fruitfulness to increase. And so as we find ourselves like, in this season at Damascus Road, like the book of John, for me, has been an incredible place to go and just meditate. right? Because um, like, our family and the Damascus Road family, like, we're experiencing some pruning right now right? We're experiencing some cuts. We're experiencing some cutbacks. And it has us asking the question of like, what's next? God, what do you have for us that's next? What's next for the next season at DR? What's next for us? And what I love about Keith and what I love about Shannon's perspective and the perspective even from God from this passage, especially here at the end of John, is this idea that there is new growth coming. That God isn't just creating pruning to hurt us He's not just creating pruning for it to be inconvenient. I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes where we get cut off, we're like, God, I don't get it. I don't understand what you're doing here. But God's like, trust me. Trust that I am a God who is near. Trust me that I'm a God who's actively tending. Trust me that I know what is best in this season, in this situation, and trust the new growth that's coming. Trust the ways that I'm growing you. Trust the ways that I'm living into you. And so that's where we're at. Like, that's where we're at a family. And so, like, God has been teaching me and calling me closer and closer to him. In the middle of the season, I'm just wondering, like, where, like what's going to happen to my job, right? Like, that's a real question. Like, what are we going to do next? Where are we going to live? Like, those are, those are questions that I've been asking God. It's questions I've been asking the elders. that were like, we're seeking God together. And I want you guys to know that, like, we're not afraid. what's going on. Um, There have been some anxious moments because we're human, Um, but what I found is that in the middle of this pruning, in the middle of what God's doing here at Damascus Road, God has led me closer and closer to him than I've ever been probably in the last three years. And it's good, and my life is growing in joy. Now, it's definitely this like suffering joy, this joy that comes out of suffering because I'm like, God, what, what What is happening? There's so many questions. There's so many things unknown. And the practices that God has been leading me into, to know him and to know his heart and to know him as a good father, have been Sabbath. And it's been waiting. Like one of the things I heard God say is, I want you to rest in the waiting. I want you to rest. And like at this time, right? Like resting is one of the last things that I should be doing, right? Like, Like I should be like going out there, trying to figure out what's next, seeking that out. And we're, we're actively doing that. But God says, hey, know that you don't have to do this alone. Know that you don't have to be alone. Know that I haven't abandoned you. Know that I haven't left you. Know that I've come near to you. And, the, and, the, and so in that, he's called us to Sabbath. And so we've been taking Saturdays as Sabbath for the last three weeks. So we've taken time to just, like, invite people over into our home and hang out and do nothing. And it's been one of the most life-giving things and joy-filled things that we've done, that we've experienced the love of the Father through. One of the other things that I've been doing is I've been waking up every day and getting in God's Word. Um, There's an app called Daily Prayer, and uh, it just brings you through scripture. It brings you through the Psalms. It brings you through an Old Testament and a New Testament. And there's these other just written prayers that are beautiful. And I read those prayers and I read those Psalms and I allow those things to, to become true in my own heart. And that's been incredibly grounding. But you know what I had to do to make those things true in our lives? We had to change our daily rhythms. We had to change our schedules. We had to say, you know what? We're going to prioritize Saturday and we're going to do nothing on it. So that means we have to do more. Sunday through Friday. When I'm going to take time to pray and get in God's Word, I have to wake up a little bit earlier to be able to do that and to be able to engage in God's Word. But it's been incredibly grounding, and it's revealed to me God's heart and God's truth that we've dug in today through the book of John. And so I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for being vulnerable. I want to thank you guys for for engaging. And what's beautiful is that I'm going to print this sheet out these practices and these observations. And what I want you to do is I want you to take one home and I want you to pray over and I want you to hear from God. What is the one thing? What is the one thing from the book of John that you want me to live into this week? What is the one truth that you want me to see? And what is the one practice that you want me to begin to live into? Because that's where the Father wants to meet us. He doesn't want to do it all at once. He wants to do it one step at a time because he's gentle and he's kind, and he's loving. All right? I want to thank you guys for your time this morning. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you that you're good, and we thank you for your kindness, and we thank you for your love, and we thank you for your grace. And God, we thank you for your word throughout the book of John and the ways that you love us as Father. God, I want to thank you for this community and that we can get together and share with one another our own hearts, our own stories, and our own lives as we reflect on your word. And God, I pray that we would walk away from this place healed this morning with new eyes to lean into you, into your love, into your grace, into your mercy, and to know that you are more near than we could ever imagine. God, fill us with your love and your joy. In your name we pray. Amen.